Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. Welcome in. This is your Monday, November 22nd edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York. As always, the show presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. And how are we on this frigid and cold Monday morning? Well, if you're a Tillman fan and a Mayfield Cardinal fan, you're doing pretty good. Really good. We'll talk about Tillman's big upset coming up here in a little bit. Mayfield also advancing to the semifinals in their class. We'll get into that on a little bit of a abbreviated Monday morning quarterback today. We will also break down and look at the 4th District in basketball and do our 4th District basketball preview. So that is coming up on today's show as we have sort of walked through each district. And now we arrive to the 4th and final district in our region. But first, got to talk a little football. How about those blue tornado? Huh? I counted them out. You did too. Let's be honest. You did too. I said on Friday that I thought uh, Mayfield was a three to four touchdown favorite over Green County. They were that plus some. And I thought it had been a nice season for Tillman, but Christian Academy was number one in their class for a reason. Really good. And not a lot of teams put up points on them during the year. They they had a really good defense. So I just didn't think Tillman could do it this year. Tillman's got a young team. I know they've got a couple of super seniors at some of their skill spots, but the core of that team, very young roster. They'll be back. They'll be better. But it was a good run. And yet, here we are. With what may be the biggest win, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, that may be the biggest win. It's definitely the biggest Tillman win in the last 40 years. Outside of winning a championship in 09. The biggest football win in the last 40 years. Maybe all time. I mean, that team was really good. They were a heavy underdog. And not only do they win, but they keep their playoff football hopes alive. They're in the semifinals. And I said last week, and it's true, that was the best team they were going to play. And they got them. So let's talk about it. It was a high-scoring back-and-forth game. Christian Academy scored first. Tillman ended up ending the game on a knee. Cal struck early at the 8.55 mark to go up 7-0. They had the football and a chance to go up 10-0 with a field goal, but missed, which opened the door for Tillman to once again try and tie the game, and they did. On their next drive, Starks scored at the 3.34 mark in the quarter to tie the game at 7 each. The uh, The Centurions... That's Centarians. It's a cool mascot name, by the way. It's unique. I don't like it, but it's it's unique. Uh, they scored early in the second quarter to go back up 14-7 at the 10-36 mark of the quarter. Cal's defense held on Tillman's next drive, but they didn't have possession long as they fumbled the football and gave it right back to the Blue Tornado. 
Tillman then took full advantage of the field position as Malachi Ryder found the end zone to pull Tillman to 14-13 after a missed PAT with 7.26 left in the first half of play. Tillman took their first lead of the game with 1.14 left in the half as Keebler came up with the pick six to put Tillman up 19-14. However, that lead was short-lived because Cal took the kickoff 88 yards to go up 22-19. That, to me, would be like the backbreaker. You've got the momentum swing. You get the pick six. Now you've got your first lead. It's late in the first half. Guys, we're going to do it. And then you kick the football off and they take one 88 yards. You're like, oh, never mind. They're that good. They're number one for a reason. And they go up 22-19 at the half. Cal scored to their opening kickoff of the third quarter. They took that one 82 yards. 27-19. You want to know the mark of a championship team? How you respond. Not that you fall. It's how you get back up. They've had two kickoff returns be taken to the house. They're now down 27-19 to start the second half. Tillman comes right back. Next drive, Ryder punched one in to uh, and a, with a converted two-point conversion. Things were all tied up, 27 each, with 9.20 left in the third quarter. Blue Tornado then took their second lead of the game. Jack James found Cam Marshall, 51-yard strike, to put Tillman up 34-27, 1.55 left in the third quarter. The Blue Tornado stretched their lead to 14 after Brian Thomas scored 61-yard strike from James to put Tillman up 41-27 to close the third quarter. The Centurions cut the lead to 7 on a 41-yard pass with 6.05 left in the game, and then that was pretty much it. Tom on the side of Tillman. They were able to run down the clock, and uh, after converting a big 4th and 1 with less than 2 minutes to play, milk that thing out, take the victory formation, and get the win on the road. Unbelievable. 41-34. Tillman advances. Glasgow, their next opponent next week. We'll talk about them uh, a little bit later on. I mean, I just can't get over it. I went to bed Friday night. I I hadn't really, you know, the last score I checked, I think it was when Tillman was down 27-19, and I thought, okay, that's kind of trending where we thought it would go. Went to bed. Got up the next morning, still hadn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. Went to check and said, okay, how did it end up going? I knew Mayfield had won because they were up big when I went to bed. How did Tillman do? I saw the score. I thought it was posted wrong. I thought the score was backwards. I thought I thought they were in the wrong order. So I, you know, that's where my mind was. That's how big of an upset it is. And again, I don't think it's hyperbole to say it's Definitely the biggest Tillman win outside of the championship in 09. It's the biggest Tillman win in the last 21, 22 years. I'd go back to say even the last 30, 40 years. If not, arguably, all time. Let's get some stats, shall we? Jack James in this one. He was good. I told you. You know, one of the keys we talked about last week was when Tillman wins, it's because James is efficient. Doesn't mean he has has to have a great game. Just don't throw interceptions and have a good pass completion percentage. And he did. 14 of 25, no interceptions, three touchdowns, 312 yards. His top target was Brian Thomas, four catches, 109 with a touchdown. Cam Marshall, four catches, 78 with a touchdown. JoJo Starks, three catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. 
Malachi Ryder, 19 carries, 86 yards, two touchdowns. Just enough on the ground to keep them honest. Just enough. Flip that, we'll see what they allowed Cal to do. Oh, nope, I can't. Christian Academy stinging from the loss. They have not posted their stats. <laughs> well, that happens. According to Tillman's team page, they only allowed 121 rushing yards and 235 passing yards again. So they didn't quite outrush them, but they did outpass them in the game. Actually, they tied them in rushing. Just a great performance. Two interceptions for Tillman. They had that big interception late uh, to get a turnover. So uh, really big for Paducah Tillman. Also had a fumble recovery. Actually ended up with uh, two forced fumbles and a, and three recoveries. So, wow. Good for Tillman, man. Their next opponent, Glasgow, they're pretty good too. They've only lost one game. It came early in the season. They're out of uh, District 2. So not all that far away from Tillman. In fact, they're again, they're a top two, top three team in the state, in the class. So it's, you know... Look, still an uphill battle. It's not that things just get super easy from here. But again, the best team in the playoffs are now out. And Tillman can claim that win. Pretty good stuff. I told you Christian Academy just doesn't give up points. At least not often. They had one loss this season. It was to Lexington Christian. It was 37-14. Outside of that, they gave up 26 to Owensboro Catholic, but they beat them 49-26. They gave up 21 to DeSales. Everybody else pretty well unchecked, if not shut out. But not Tillman. Think about that. The most points they had allowed in a game was to a really good Lexington Christian team who is undefeated in Class 2A. One of the best teams in the state. Top 2, top 3 in the entire state. Of all classes. So they gave up 37 to them. Beat everybody else. Scored 40 plus on everybody else. Held everybody else under 20 points. Well, under 30 points. Not only did they fail to reach 40 points, they also gave up the most points all season to Tillman. That's how good Tillman played Friday night. Mayfield played pretty good. We're not discounting the Mayfield win, but this may be one of the first times this late in the playoffs, Mayfield isn't the uh, the headline. Not much there to talk about. I mean, they beat Green County pretty good, 48-6. All Mayfield all night long. It was never in doubt. This was a pretty cool stat. This is the 35th trip to the Final Four in the last 41 years for Mayfield High School. A tradition unlike any other. Mayfield Cardinals advancing this deep in the playoffs. So Mayfield will have Beachwood. That's coming up on Friday night. Tillman, Glasgow. We'll break those down to talk more about those games on Wednesday. All right. Congratulations to both of them for moving on. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll move on. We're going to talk 4th District basketball on the way right here on Region 1 Sports. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. 
That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Are you ready to add a little spice to your life? Try the new Spicy McNuggets, now being served at your neighborhood McDonald's. And don't forget the new Mighty Hot Dipping Sauce. They're a treat for your taste buds. Then cool it down with a Chips Ahoy McFlurry, your favorite cookie mixed with creamy goodness. The deliciousness is only around for a limited time, so try them today at any of our local McDonald's. In Paducah, Calvert City, Mayfield, Murray, Draftonville, Benton, and Metropolis. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life, and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. Uh, Hey, Chris, you ready to do the show? Yeah, let me grab my drink. Wow. uh, You okay? Yeah, this has been happening more and more ever since I started working out again. Um, You know, usually when someone goes to the gym, it makes them stronger, not too weak to hold a cup of water. Yeah, that's what's strange. I've been having some numbness issues from my elbow down to my fingers, and it's been getting worse. You know, same thing happened to me just a few years ago. Oh, yeah? What did you do? I went to the Orthopedic Institute. Really? Yeah, they walked me through what was happening, why it was happening, and all the things I needed to do to keep it from happening. They got me back to the gym and no more numb fingers and elbow in no time. The Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, they treat pain from neck to toes of any age, minimally invasive techniques, and no need to travel. So the Orthopedic Institute. Yep, excellent care from treatment to recovery, and they're a trusted healthcare partner. Well, I guess I need to go to the Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, and maybe grab a rag to clean up all this water first. Kentucky's first region for a reason. Region 1 Sports. Sports as we roll along on your Monday edition of the show. Glad you are tuned in with us wherever you are and however you're listening. You're on 99.5 The Fan. If you're listening, um, the first airing of the show here at 7 a.m. in the morning or the replay at 5 p.m. in the afternoon or the podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. I mean, it's like we're everywhere now. We're down to one person. Chris is gone, and then all of a sudden we go everywhere. We, we are all over the radio and, um, yeah, getting more airplay. More more publicity. Sorry, buddy. Wish you were here. I really do. I really do. Um, what, you know, I've had several people ask me, are you ever going to get another co-host? And I'll be glad to take on a co-host if one is willing to be up and at the radio station at 6 a.m. on the days we record. I'm completely fine with that. It's not, you know, it's not an easy thing to ask of somebody. So maybe we're working on it, looking into it. I'm uh, going to be talking with some media folks coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, you know, yeah, basketball starts next week, but even as we ease into basketball and start seeing some in-game, real-life results, we'll be talking to different folks about the outlook of the season with several different teams and players um, more in-depth, get a more first-hand knowledge of some of these teams for some of the guys 
who covered them directly. All right, I covered them indirectly. We're talking 4th District basketball today. If you want to catch out our other district previews, uh, number one, you can get the written form of these previews on WestKentuckyStar.com. And thank you because all four of them ended up at some point in the top ten of the most read articles on the entire website, which is a pretty amazing feat because if you could see the numbers, the reads and the downloads that we get on just straight news articles, to see a sports article generate that kind of uh, readership is pretty incredible. So I think we're pretty hungry for some basketball. All four of those previews ended up at different times in the top ten over the course of last week. So if you want the written preview, you can go to WestKentuckyStar.com. If you want to hear what we had to say on the show a little more in depth, you can download our previous episodes. Districts 1 through 3 are in the books as we get into District 4 today. First impression overall, and we'll start with the boys' side of things, Traditionally, this has been the toughest district on the girls' side. And one of the best districts in the state. I don't think that's the case this year. But I do think the boys' side of this may be the toughest, deepest district in the region. I do. Let's talk about it. On the boys' side, if you go back a year ago to how things broke down, Murray was your district champion and regional runner-up. Marshall County was your district runner-up, meaning they made the original tournament. Callaway was on the outside looking in, and Christian Fellowship still wasn't in the district. Well, now not only do you have those top three teams I just mentioned, Murray, Marshall, Callaway, all will be competitive to uh, win that district, but you throw in Christian Fellowship, who's back in the district for the first time since 2004-2005, since that season, 16 years. They're back in district play. I'm happy for them. I think I covered them the last time they were in the district. I may have been the last one to cover them in a district tournament game. So they're back in the district, and they're good. And we're going to talk about them, but they're good. They're competitive. They may play spoiler for some of these teams. So let's see how the district breaks down. Let's talk Murray Hoff first. They went 17-8 and last year overall, 13-4 and in the region, 4-2 and in the district. Key returning players for them, one of the best in the region. He'll be in our top five when I talk about them on Wednesday. Grant Whitaker, 20 points per game last year. Trey Boggess returns, true big guy. He was uh, roughly 11 points a game last year. And a uh, big rebounder for them, big presence down low, seven boards a game. And that's a rarity. There's not a lot of true bigs in the region this year. Guys that, when I say true big, you'll see it in a minute. Callaway County, Matthew Ray's like, Eight feet tall. I mean, he's really tall, really long player, but he doesn't play the post. He's not a true go down inside, play that post, get on the block, beat and bang, uh, you know, score over the top of people. There's not a lot of true bigs in this region, guys that can go down and just be, t- be Oscar Schwebe esque. Bogus kind of kind of is big, strong guy. He can stretch the floor a little bit, but he really does most of his damage down low. So they have that going for them. However, those are their top two. Just two of their top four are back from last year, and I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. I think losing McAllister at point guard, who transferred, I think that's a blow. I think this is the year of the team that wins is the team that has the guy who can break you down off the dribble. 
because that guy's there's not a lot of those guys in this region. So I think that's an advantage to the teams that have them. I think Graves has got one for sure, maybe three or four. So I, I think not having that true point is going to hurt them a little bit. And I think losing Gabe Taylor, that guy that could stretch the floor and when things would clog up and you would key in on Whitaker, you kind of leave him alone and boom, he's knocking down threes. So I think even though I think uh, typically when you have one of the best players in the region, that'll take you pretty far in this thing, and I think it will. And for my money, I like them to still win this district. I do think they've got, they're a little thinner this year as far as their depth. So they've got a little bit to overcome in losing McAllister and Taylor. But those two guys back, Bogus and Whitaker, out of that top four, man, that's a good two to have back. Don't forget, Xavion Carmen, he was technically fourth or a fifth in scoring last year at 3.4 points per game, but he's he was a young one. Kid was just a uh, freshman last year. He had a lot of upside, lanky, athletic kid. So do I expect them to be down as far as end results? Not necessarily. But I think losing when you lose a true point guard like we talked about with McCracken, it, it, it can kind of be a little bit. It takes a minute to get over that. But having Grant Whitaker can help you get over that quickly and can hide that for a long, long time. So I still like them. They're a favorite in this district still. But I think Callaway's going to challenge them, and I'll get to Callaway in a minute. I think Callaway's going to be one of the better teams in this region people aren't talking about. But as for now, the team with the best player typically is the team you favor to win a championship. And in a four-team district, Grant Whitaker is the best player in the district, one of the best in the region. I still like Murray in that spot. Marshall County was your district runner-up last year. The Marshals were 12 and 10 overall, 8 and 7 of the region, 4 and 2 in the district. Key returning players for them. They actually have a pretty good little trio coming back. Cole Mills, 10.4 points per game if you want to get technical. Quinn Smith, nearly 9 points per game. Colby Schroeder at 7 a game. The Zion Harmon era is over. For better or for worse, wherever you fell on that debate. And let's just be honest. Lots of people are probably like taking a sigh of relief that he's gone for different reasons. But that error is over. One of the best players in the state, top scorers in the region, is now gone, and Marshall County will move on without him. The Marshals do return three of their top four, again with Mills, Smith, and Schroeder. I think they're I think they're going to be good when you look at what they have coming back. Now, they did lose uh, Riley Smith for the year, injury in football. That's a big blow. That, that, that's a pretty big blow. Uh, you lose him. You also graduated Brady Miller and Caden Driver. So I think there's definitely, you want to talk about a team with opportunity to see guys step up and play and uh, take some spots, several opportunities. Cole Sedlock, he was just a junior last year. He averaged around four points a game, but I think that's just, you know, now he's got opportunity. He played in all 22 games, but now he's got opportunity to step up. So I, that's a good trio, Mills, Smith, and Schroeder, and then uh, I guess Sedlock would be 
the most experienced guy back off of that. Everybody else just didn't play a whole lot. By the way, Schroeder led them in rebounding at five a game. Smith was at five a game as well. So they've got more back than you realize when you, you take into account they'll not have Zion Harmon. Here's what I know about Marshall County. They're going to play hard. They're going to D you up. And there's going to be somebody you're not talking about right now who's going to come on the scene and hurt you in a lot of games. We saw that happen with Graves County last year in the uh, the tournament. Zion had a great game. Zion didn't win that game for Marshall. He created opportunity and other guys stepped up. In fact, it was Riley Smith that stepped up. Now, Riley had 16 points in that game. You can live with Zion getting 37, but when another guy gets in double figures for them, as was the case last year, that's when they beat you. I think this is a team that wants to keep the, you know, they're not going to get up and run, get up and down, take a lot of quick shots. Be a little bit different style of offense to suit them and their personnel. But if you're counting out Marshall County, you're crazy. I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a dog fight in this district. Don't know if they repeat and get back to the regional tournament. But I wouldn't sleep on them. And here's why I don't think they would. I like Callaway County. Have you seen this this team yet? Are you paying attention? Because you need to. Callaway County went seven and twelve last year, six and eight in the region, one and four in the district. But they are good. They've got two really good players back. Their freshmen look sensational. Finley looks great. We're going to talk about him and talk about Callaway in just one minute. But first. Let's don't forget to give a shout-out to one of our great sponsors, Pizza Inn. The buffet is back, and so, uh, now is my appetite. Great pizza, great desserts, so much more. The buffet is back, no restrictions, no regulations. Come on in, sit down, and enjoy Pizza Inn. Proud supporters of sports across the region, and of course, Region 1 Sports, we're proud to have them. Before or after a game this season, make it Pizza Inn when you make it a trip to Paducah. And just to tell them thanks for sponsoring Region 1 Sports. All right, Callaway County. Yeah, I watched your highlights of your scrimmage against Lyon County, and man, do they look good. Here's the thing with Callaway County. If there's one thing I will say I kind of would like to see during the season, I'd kind of like to see Matthew Ray get in the paint a little bit more. He's too athletic, too long, too tall, especially for a lot of guys in this region. But one thing Callaway does is they put five guys on the floor, they they all play around the perimeter, and they all knock down shots. There were several times in those highlights in that scrimmage. They came down the floor, all five guys were spread out around the perimeter, and it was just a matter of swing the ball around to the open guy and get the shot. Jack the three. Here's the thing. They make them. All five. They're going to be tough to defend. Now, again, I think it will take you to a different level. When we see Matthew Ray get those jump shots in the paint and uh, get down low and use his length, and I think you're going to have to have that wrinkle as the season goes on. But they're well coached, and they knock down shots. Again, they return Matthew Ray 14.2 points per game. They return Zach Hudgen 10.3 points per game. So they get two of their top three back, three of their top six. Ray also one of the top rebounders in the region, which is why I want to see him down low a little bit more, not not settle for those outside shots. He led the team nearly nine boards a game. I think he's, I think he can be 
15 to 20 points and 10, 12 rebounds a game if he wants to. And here's here's the biggest reason. And here's why I know he likes to shoot threes, but he adds that inside game a little bit more to go with his outside game. This kid made the most three-pointers on the team last year while shooting 41% from three. That's why I think his numbers will go up. Zach Hudson came on strong last season, third in scoring for the Lakers. He was their second rebounder a year ago. They finished below 500 last year. I'll be stunned if they're not in the conversation at the end of the year, not just for this district, but to be a threat in the region. And here's why, because I think we're kind of sleeping on him now because he's a young player. But I think Eli Finley, as a freshman, is going to really help take that team to another level. The way he can score, he's very, you know, you don't want to make comparisons, but he's he's got that sort of Grant Whitaker game about him where he can pull up and take that jump shot. He's not afraid to take that shot on anybody He's not afraid to try to handle the, the basketball and get by people. And he's just, you know, when you've got a team like this with a lot of seniors, Zach Drew Hudgen are seniors, Canyon Franklin, who I saw knock down a three in that uh, scrimmage, he's a senior. Ray's a senior. And you got a lot of guys who've been there, done that, and then a freshman come on the scene who's not afraid to go take his shot, who's got confidence in his game. I'm telling you. We're going to talk. Wednesday's show, we're going to have our uh, debut of our Power Five. Callaway County is up there. I like what the Lakers bring to the table this season. And I said they shot the ball well last year. 45% from the floor, 38% from three as a team. So as far as my predictions go so far, I think it's between... Callaway and Murray for that district and Marshall's going to play sleeper and a few things break Marshall's way they're going to be right back in it but I like the way Murray and Callaway that crosstown's shaping up but here's the team that's throwing a wrench into it all the team that's back in the district Christian Fellowship the Eagles led by coach Tyler Ryan they are back in the district and look out because they are going to be competitive Again, for the first time in over 16 years, they return all but one top guy, which includes Andrew Dunning at 16 a game, Luke Grigg at 14 a game, Isaac Hovkamp at 11 a game. They finished 19-9, 12-5 in the region overall. Three years ago, they were 7-21. and Two years ago, winning record. Last year, 19-9. I've talked about the roadmap that it takes to build a program. Small school. You've got guys that live all over the region that come and play there. I mean, you talk about a small school. They get out of district play. They realized years ago they just it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to the teams in their district. It wasn't fair to that school. They go out of district play. They take a different route. Kept the program alive. Took their bumps. Took their lumps. Started building things back. And once they realized they had a team that could get back in it and compete, they got back in district play, and I think they're going to be good this year. They didn't just show they were ready for district play. I mean, they went 12-5 and against teams in the region. They lost by just 11 
to Marshall County and Graves County at the end of the year. So they show they can play with just about everybody. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to beat those teams this year. doesn't mean I think they're going to take that giant step forward like that and be a regional contender. But they're ready for district play. I mean, they took down Fulton County in overtime late in the season. Again, lost by 11 to Graves and Marshall. Beat Hickman County. Uh, Hickman County was really good last year, really solid. They beat St. Mary early in the season. They beat St. Mary, and St. Mary came on strong and had a good year. Don't sleep on those Eagles. Don't sleep on CFS. You'd be a fool to. Do they get out of this district? Do they get to the regional tournament? I don't know. What a story that would be. I don't quite think they have enough to take down Murray and Callaway, but they could. They absolutely could. One, two, three, four, five, six seniors on this team, and I'm happy for them they get back in district play this year. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll take a look at the girls' side of things right here. It's Region 1 Sports. High School Hoops on Region 1 Sports. Now maybe Region 1 Sports, our final segment here on your Monday edition of the show, talking 4th District basketball. And we now turn our attention to the girls' side of the district, and it's the Marshall County District. It won't change this year. Lady Marshall's last season, 25-3 overall, 12-0 in the region, 5-0 in the district. Uh, District champion, regional champion, state runner-up. That's right, state runner-up. Historic year for the Lady Marshals. And if you think they're going to be down this year, (laughs) I mean, you're just sticking your head in the sand. I know. They did lose a lot of seniors off of that team. They lost the best player in the region, in most people's opinion, and a D1 player, Murray State Racer and Casey Connor, and a true point. You know how I feel about the true point guards. They do return two of their top three scorers off of that team. Lost some seniors. Lost some go-get-it-done, played-together-forever, chemistry-unlike-anybody-else group of seniors. Connor losing her is going to be a big blow to overcome. It is. It's going to take a minute. But you get two of your top three back, and then you add to that Skylar Waller. We'll talk about that addition in a second. But just getting two of your top three back on a team that goes to the state championship game, that's good enough to put you as a favorite in this region, let alone this district. Those two include Holly Lange, who uh, was 13 points per game last year, led the team in scoring, and led the team in rebounding with eight rebounds a game. Jada Driver was third in scoring at 9.4 points per game. But she also led the team from behind the arc with 62 made three-pointers while shooting 43%. Now, a little bit of that was the attention teams paid to uh, to Lane P as a three-point shooter, to Connor's ability to shoot, and then to Lange down low. And it kind of, she was like the, the player that kept getting free because you just kept forgetting her. But there were several games last year Jada Driver led them in scoring and was a big reason why they won several games, especially early in the year. 
And then again, you get those two back, and you add to that Skylar Waller. One of the region's top scorers, who was 19 a game as an 8th grader at Callaway County. She's already scored over 700 points in her varsity career, and she's just now entering her freshman year. A lot of people are going to look at her and go, okay, there's your Case and Connor replacement. And I think that's true to a large degree. She's going to handle the ball probably the most in that offense. She's probably the most experienced at taking people off the bounce and getting to the paint. But her way of doing that's just been different than Kaysen. And I think a lot of that is as you get older in your career. And I saw this with Ellie Carter at Graves County last year. As you get older in your career, you start understanding more when to take people off the bounce, how to get into the paint, you know, when to dish, when to shoot, those kind of things. And a lot of her game depends on not only getting into the paint, but trying to get, you know, get a layup. And I think where she has to become the threat is being able to pull up off the dribble and take the jump shot with more consistency. And she will. She was only an 8th grader last year. But a lot of her ability to drive was sort of that, you know, you kind of call it bully basketball, where you kind of you put the dribble down, you go one direction, you make your cut towards the paint, you got your spot you want to get to, and unless somebody steps over and takes a charge, you're getting to that spot. But I think as time goes on, she gains more experience, understanding how to split the defense, how to weave in and out of traffic, those kind of things. She adds that element to her game with a jump shot, look out. Because she was already 19 a game, putting the ball down and lowering the head and getting to the paint at will. So yes, I think she adds a lot to this team. They're going to be different. Connor had the the experience. Connor sort of grew into that role and had a feel for the game and getting to the paint, getting to her spot, and knowing when to score. You know, that was one thing Connor did with that team really well last year. She probably could have been 15 to 20 a game. She didn't have to be. She knew she could set people up, distribute the ball, swing it around, and find open shots. And if Skylar Waller can do that and be that player, even half that player this year, I mean, they're a favorite to win the region. Again, I think she'll get better, but three, you know, outside shooting wasn't as strong for her last year as I think it will be. She was 32% from the floor last year. That will get better. And as it does, they get more dangerous. Don't sleep on this Marshall County team, not just to win this district. Don't be surprised when they repeat. And by the way, she scored against them last year. As good as Marshall was, she scored 13 in their first game against them, against Marshall. I don't think, I think they had a really good game on her. Yeah, she had 14 out of the team's 19 points the second time they played Marshall. Yeah, she's really good. In the 4th District Championship, she had 13. The team had 36. So, good luck. You think they're down, they're not. Moving along in the district, Callaway County, last season 19 and 7, 11 and 6, district runner-up, 3 and 3 in the district. Again, they lost a lot. They lost a lot. You lost Carson and Waller. Ellie Carson to graduation, who came on to be one of the top players in the region last year. Just had a phenomenal season. And you lose Skylar Waller, who we just talked about. 
They do return Madison Futrell seven points per game and Sailor Low at six point one points per game. Low, by the way, is a, is still young. She is only an eighth grader this year, so she did that as a seventh grader last year. Now listen, the core of their team last year, outside of Carson, the senior, pretty much everybody else were eighth graders. I mean, they are a young, young basketball team. Very young. And I think they're going to be very, very good this year. I think they're going to get back into the regional tournament, even losing what they lost. Futural, by the way, just a freshman. Low, just an eighth grader, and they're going to be who they count on. Futural also shot 36% from three. Low finished second in rebounding last year. Now, I've, I've seen and had people tell me, Sailor Lowe's abilities and her work ethic this season, she's going to take a jump. Look for her to be a really good player for them. Under new coach Maddie Waldrop, not only just new coach for them, first time coaching anything, that'll be the growing pains. A very young roster and a very, let's be honest, very inexperienced coach. That'll be the growing pains. But the foundation is there. They're young. They have talent. They have a smart coach who has more experience playing basketball than most people do in this region, who knows the game. And they're going to kind of grow together. And as they do, and as they figure it out as they go, they've got the pieces. They've got a good foundation. It's just young. It's inexperienced. I think without Waller and Carson, they're going to take a step back. I think it's going to hurt them a little bit. But I like them to uh, to get out of this district. Murray High School, 8-9 overall last year. 6-8 and eight in the region, 0-4 oh in the district. They return Alyssa Daughtry, 11 points per game. She's basically a double, double uh, machine last year at nearly nine rebounds a game. A true big, kind of like on the boys' side, the girls' side, just uh, they don't have many of those. You've got Shemaya Day and McCracken. You've got uh, Lange. And I would put Daughtry up there. If you're starting a team today and you need post players, she'd be one of your top two or three. The issue is, though, they have graduated a lot of production over the last few seasons. They're going to be young this year. They're going to have to replace nearly 62% of their offensive production. Yeah, that's tough. Again, you get uh, Daughtry back. You get uh, Jade Oakley, a lone senior, who I think is going to have to take on a larger role for them, who was fourth in scoring last year. But she just had three points a game. I think they're going to have to play... You know, they're going to have to feed the post, get Alyssa involved as much as possible. And as she has big games, they'll have big games and they'll have wins, but it's going to be a dogfight. I'm not saying that they're not going to come out of this district. I think it's them and Callaway for that second spot. It's going to be a fight. And Callaway's got a, a little more depth, even though they're young. But Murray's got the better player in that matchup. So I like the Lady Tigers to possibly get back to the regional tournament. It's going to be close between those two teams. And I'll tell you what, and I'm saying that, and here I am sleeping on Christian Fellowship. They're back in district play on the girls' side as well. And they have one of the region's best scorers. Last year, CFS, 13-12 and 12 overall, 8-7 and seven of the region. You return Gracie Howard, 22 points per game. They also get Lillian Burnett back, 16 points per game. Howard is going into her sophomore year. She's already scored 1,300. 
1,500-plus points in her career. So she'll be back. They get, by the way, Burnett, a double-double machine, 16 points, 10 rebounds. They may be young. They have no rosters, and they've got one of the best young players in the region. Could it be, with the fact that Callaway's a little down, talented but down, that Murray lost a lot of offensive production, could it be that CFS, in their first year back in district play, can make a run and get to the regional tournament? I'm not counting them out. They had a pretty good record last year. They only played one team in the district that technically is in their district. They were 0-1. They lost to Callaway County. Again, they only lost to Callaway by 12 last year. Callaway had a lot more pieces last year. CFS has got everybody back. They're still looking for, I think, a key win, a signature win. When you look at who they played last year, you know they kind of beat everybody they should have and kind of lost to everybody they probably should have. They're going to have to step up and get some wins. It's great that you, you've got wins over teams that are comparable to you. Now you got to go get a win over a team that's better than you. Or at least, you know, a pretty good matchup with you. Because they lost to Hickman, Mayfield. They lost to uh, Callaway, obviously. You know, they have wins over St. Mary. They had wins over Fulton City and Fulton County, but they should have. So I think this is the year. They've got the pieces. They're back in district play. But you got to step up and get some wins, including Murray or Callaway. But don't count them out of this district either. It's going to be a tough district, but for different reasons. It's clearly Marshall County by heads and shoulder. But after that, I kind of favor Callaway. I'm not counting out Murray because they'll have one of the better returning players. And then CFS being back into this, this throws a complete wrench into things, especially with the players they have returning. It's going to be a fun district. One of the deeper districts, one of the tougher districts to kind of figure out both sides of the, of the aisle with the boys and the girls. It's going to be fun. Coming up on Wednesday, we'll have our preseason Power 5 and we'll kind of take an overall look at the region. Until then, hope you've enjoyed. This has been Region 1 Sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.